Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and uh, welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity podcast. As always, you know who it is. It's your boy, DJ Billy A. And across the way from May is my man, 50 Grand. Get up on your mic and tell him who you am, my friend. All right, all right, all right. What's going on, my guy? How we doing? Doing well. Thank you. You're welcome. Man. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to beautiful Austin, Texas. You know what I mean? Let's go. Austin, Texas. Yes. What a player's play. Is that right? Is that what happens in Austin, Texas? The players play? Yeah, man. Guaranteed. Okay. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Savage O'Malley, a.k.a. Big Skis, a.k.a. Uh, you know. Savage McConaughey. <laughs> uh, my, my middle name is Matthew. That's right. All right. Nice pull. Nice pull. That's been that way for a long time, bro. I remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Nice pull. <laughs> like you had to dig dig deep to remember your last name. That's probably one of the dumbest things I've ever said on this podcast. Hey, my middle name is Matthew. Wow. Nice pull. Where'd you get that? How long have you been waiting to bust that one out? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny about Matthew McConaughey, man, is I can remember before he was famous, the first thing I saw him in, and it may have been his first major role, was a movie called Dazed and Confused. Oh, yeah. Where he had a very small part. But the directors liked him so much, they 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 bumped his part up and gave him more lines because he was so charismatic. Uh, but at one of the points, he's the guy that's like just been out of, he's that older guy that's been out of, we all know this guy, right? He's been out of high school for a few years, but he's still kind of floating around and hanging around with the high schoolers. But he's the guy that left and is working for the city. And at one point, he's got that famous line where uh, the high school guys are talking to him and he's, he goes, you know, the beautiful thing about high school girls, man, he's like, I keep getting older, but they just stay the same age. <laughs> and it's just like, and that's the movie where he says, all right, all right, all right. That's the movie that kicked it all off, man. That's that's the, the, the one of his most famous, like that's his catchphrase. That's what he's known for. Came from that movie, Dazed and Confused launched. Uh, ben Affleck, a young Ben Affleck is in that movie. Parker Posey's in that movie. Uh, Jason London is in that not movie. Not to be confused with Buster Posey. No, Ooh. not to be confused. But there's a... that was Busters one, I mess with is Buster Posey. That was one of those independent films, like small indie flicks. But as a teenager, it was dialed into my radar because it was just... It was right up there with like Clerks and Mall Rats and Chasing Amy. Dazed and Confused was right there, man. Had a great soundtrack too for that classic 70s rock. But whenever I think of Matthew McConaughey, everybody else is like, oh, you know, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days or, you know, um, whatever other, you know, rom-coms that he's famous for. But I always think of Dazed and Confused. Whenever you do your Matthew McConaughey impersonation, I immediately go to Dazed and Confused because I get older, man, and they just stay the same age. Speaking of that. Speaking of that. (laughs) That's a terrible way to think. Speaking of that. Yeah. 
the ID channel has recently released their Jared from Subway catching a monster documentary. Oh shit. Okay, man. That's a uh, been a long time in the making then cuz yeah. Jared got busted uh for being a pedo. That was years. It's been some years. It's now. a 3-hour show on Holy ID shit. channel. Uh, and we uh, have watched uh, over half of it so far. We oh, you're it watching in. it. You're yeah, currently we're, we're, watching yeah. it now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, sorry, didn't mean to go off Sean Paul right there on you. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Feel me now, Sean Paul. Nice. Sorry. Like no, that was good. I did not mean to go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, and it is mind blowing. Yeah. A mind blowing if documentary is well done they're they, they can oh be absolutely gosh, fascinating it's, yeah it's it's oh like it's 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 disgusting yes it's which it should be sickening yeah, yeah. it's which it should be unbelievable yeah. like just yeah and, and it really goes to show you like be careful who you put your trust in right be careful who you idolize right be careful you know what i mean because you never know man yeah like jared overtook the country oh 100 this dude lost 245 pounds by allegedly eating subway sandwiches and walking walking to subway he yeah. was everywhere yeah. it was like the jared from subway he was on Oprah and Good Day America. Yes. Yeah. Constant. They had friends of Jared commercials. Other people who'd lost a bunch of weight by doing, doing the, the subway, doing the, the Jared, Jared diet. diet, the subway diet. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, oh my gosh. Like it was. And then as I'm watching it or as we're watching it, I had forgotten how big he had gotten. Yeah. Like as far yeah. as like famous and celebrity. Yeah. Like. You, you, nobody didn't know who Jared from Subway was. No, because in America, everybody is looking for that magic pill, the magic plan. Like, how many times are you scrolling through and, and it's like, lose weight without exercise and still eat the foods you love? We're like all looking for the magic bullet, right? That's going to be the cure to being fat when really it's counting your calories, eating healthy and exercise. So when here comes this guy who's like, I just walked to and from Subway every day and ate Subway every day and I lost 200 or however many goddamn pounds he lost. It was like instant mania because that's what we all want. We all want that secret, easy formula. Like you mean if I just get out of bed and I walk to my Subway and I order a six inch and a bag of baked Cheetos and a diet soda and then walk back home and eat it. I'm going to lose 200 pounds. Where do I sign up? Sign me up now. Take all my money. And that's what happened is. And that was right when uh, when that happened was right when there was a big health. I mean, as Americans, we all try to be health conscious, but there was a run there where uh america was really coming down that was right after the uh the documentary super size me came out that showed the damage that mcdonald's did to that guy's bodies uh -huh. and all of a sudden fast food was doing uh fast food restaurants were offering salads instead of french fries apples instead of french fries bottled water instead of soda um, and so it was right in that craze where everybody, you know, I think at McDonald's, you could get a, a pedometer, like a step tracker before they were in your phones. Like you could get an adult happy meal that was a chicken sandwich, a salad, a bottle of water and a pedometer to put on your ankle that'll track how many steps you walk in a day. Like for a while, they were all trying to change this image to this health conscious image. So here comes Subway. They find this guy who lost all this weight and he swears he does it by just walking and going to Subway. Well, Subway saw dollar signs like cha-ching, we'll get everybody to eat at Subway and we'll do it because of this guy's story because it's the American fucking dream. All right. I would love to lose weight. I walk my dog four miles a day. If I don't get my ass out in the garage and break a sweat and really push myself, I don't lose weight. I just don't. I have to break a sweat right. and really work hard. Now, clearly, he was such a big boy that he was doing so much calorie deficit that his body probably was like, whoa, what the hell? Not only are we walking, but he went from eating probably 3,000 calories a day or whatever to, 
you know, if you get a six inch, a bag of baked chips and a diet soda, that's like four or 500 calories. It's a very light meal. When I was first dieting and losing weight, if I had to eat out with my kids, we did a lot of Subway, not because of Jared, but because I knew that the six inch turkey was like 275 if you didn't put mayo and a ton of cheese on it. It's like 250, 70, somewhere in that ballpark. To the point I ate there so much, my kids were like, dad, we want McDonald's. We don't care how healthy you're being. I want a damn Big Mac. You right. know, like, dad, get over this shit. We're sick of it. So I would literally take them through the drive-thru and then go get my Subway if we had to eat out because I don't cook and I was a bachelor and I'm kind of a moron as we've said another podcast. I should have just I believe learned. the word was idiot. Idiot. I should have just learned to cook. And we are idiots, not just you. Okay. I appreciate you jumping on that boat with me, man. <laughs> but yeah, man. What a phenomenon. I didn't realize. When did the documentary? I didn't even so know the, there was So the documentary one. just dropped this past. Uh, so the Monday of, let's see, that would have been um, March 6th it dropped. Oh, okay. So, so just it real just recent. came out, right? Yeah. And uh, in 2015 is when Fogel took uh, the, he was charged with possession and distribution distribution of child pornography as well as, well as child sex tourism. Uh, and so that was in 2015. So that wasn't that long ago that he got busted. Right. I mean, no. seven, eight years now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it feels like forever ago. Right. 100%. Um, and he got sentenced to, uh, I believe, 30 years. Shit. In, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, oh no, 15 years in prison, 188 months for each count. He was serving concurrently. Um, and he had to pay some restitution to victims. And uh, he had. He has to serve a minimum of 13 years before he can be considered for parole. Wow. So he, the earliest he could get out, I think, is like 2029 of March. Okay. So what's that? Exactly seven, eight years from, no, six years from now. Right. So six more years at least in prison. And uh, I wonder if he is uh, in a, like a white collar prison. Yeah, because you know what they say. And oh, I, he wouldn't be alive still. Yeah, I'm going to say, I know that that, chi- that pedophiles don't do well in prison. They're, they're targeted and taken out. At least that's what you hear. I don't pretend to be an expert on prison, obviously. But you always it's probably hear, a good thing. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, Listen, yeah. I know a lot about prison. Yeah, never been to jail, never done anything, never, never did... Uh, Never went to juvie or county jail or prison. Never done any of that. Never even been arrested. So, yeah, no, I... We're we're not talking about Monopoly, though. No. Oh, I did go to jail in Monopoly. I knew it. I'm a thug. How do do pedophiles do in there? Thug life. Oh, man. Yeah, I was taking them out left and right. Smart. Call me the Punisher. Did you hit him with a thimble? I did, yeah. I whooped their ass all the way to Park Place, baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, no, you hear that they don't fare well. So, I, you know, it's funny. um, Suge Knight went to Mule Creek uh-huh. and they say that like so the, the Menendez brothers were at Mule Creek. Um, the Manson people were at Mule Creek. Like that's where kind of like celebrities go or uh, they say a lot. It's, it's lower security because also people go to Mule Creek that, uh, that rat on people. So if you've like turned over evidence on someone to make your sentence lighter, like if you did something shitty, but uh, but you were working with somebody that did even shittier things than you, and you ratted them out. They send you to Mule Creek because that's where like celebrities, stool pigeons, rats, they go there because their chances of survival are better because it's minimum security. Uh-huh. You're not the worst of the worst. So that's where Suge Knight. Suge Knight was you know up the street from my house for a long, long time. Um, I don't think he's still there now. But so yeah, I would imagine the Jared is somewhere like that. There's probably a prison for people like him that are minor celebrities, athletes, musicians. Like, I don't know, like, wh- where did Mike Tyson go to prison? You know what I'm saying? Like, there has to be a place where um, you're treated a little differently and and you don't have to watch your back as much, I would imagine. I don't know for sure. But, uh, yeah, the fact that he's still alive tells me they didn't send him to Pelican Bay or Rikers. Hey, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, not get insane. in there, Jared. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna get a foot long today, boy. That's right. Take that, you sick bastard. Yeah, man, I can vividly, and it's funny, I haven't thought about that guy in forever, but yeah, you're absolutely right. You forget how much of a phenomenon that was. The diet industry is a billion dollar industry. If every, if all of a sudden everybody got healthy 
and we figured it out and got it under control, people stand to lose billions upon billions of dollars from diet shakes to diet bars to microwave lean cuisine dinners to uh, appetite suppressant pills to, I mean, you, you name it, man, workout programs, videos, apps. There is so much money involved in the diet industry that if we all got healthy and lost weight, a lot of people would lose a lot of money and a lot of people would lose jobs. So yeah, he was at the forefront, like the center of that. He was like literally the poster boy for getting healthy, but not working hard. And that's what everyone wants. That's what everyone's looking for. And you know, it's funny because Subway, I mean, they've bounced back from it. Subway's fine, but they put that guy up at the forefront and kind of they gave him the keys to be able to do what he did, right? I'm imagining they're getting into that. I haven't seen the documentary. But if they're giving him money and success, all of a sudden he can connect with these people that he couldn't connect with before. I well, I, I think it's a, it, and, and it gets into it for sure. And, I, and, I, and I'll tell you this, uh, if you are interested in the story or you like true crime or those yeah. kind of things yeah this shit is very interesting uh-huh like i'm not a, you know you know if you guys listen to the show you know who i am and the things i like right i wouldn't say that you know old savvy sits down and watches a lot of true crime a lot of the times so. yeah yeah um but this is in 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 the lady does she loves that stuff um women tend to my yeah. wife loves those true crime oh yeah podcasts. Dude. oh yeah, yeah. Like, like justin already said like you know if, if 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 I end up missing, like yeah, I just have to scroll through her watching history to <laughs> yeah. figure out how to figure out where my body is. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But yeah, uh, but like no, it is very well done. It's very interesting to me. Like I was zoned in on the screen, totally focused because it was, it, you know, it's something that you know. And I think that, like you talked about, we grew up around this. We yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we lived this era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you know, to know that we were in this era and all this time, this something else was going on on the side, like. A good documentary, yeah, if they're well done, uh, are, are fascinating. Real life. You just, you know how people say, man, you can't make this shit up. Like, you know, and that's what it is. If if it's really happening and it's real life, it can be more fascinating than any sci-fi or superhero movie. I have watched that documentary two or three times that supersized me, where the dude ate nothing but McDonald's for 30 days. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. shit was fascinating to me. And Sicko? The uh, the Roger Moore, I think it's Roger Moore documentary about the healthcare industry is so absolutely fascinating where he gives you uh, a bit of a history of healthcare and how we got to where we are and what the problems are. And then he starts to dig a little bit and really try to figure out what's going on and get behind it. It is so fascinating. And, and we've talked about it on this show several times, and I know you haven't seen it. You and I both watched the documentary about the... Uh, the radio station, the radio DJs, Stretch yeah, and Bobito, yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. brought all the rappers up to freestyle. Uh-huh. That shit was fascinating to me, but there's another one called Rock the Bells, where they talk about the very first Rock the Bells concert. And they show you how a concert gets started from soup to nuts. Soup to <laughs> nuts. But they tell you, like, they show him, like, getting the permits for parking and getting the insurance and finding the building and getting security and getting it passed through the county and the city and doing everything he needs to do. But his goal is to, it's the first concert where the entire Wu-Tang Clan has been together it's for, before Old Dirty Bastard died. So and it, it the, the headliner is the reunited full Wu-Tang Clan and they hadn't performed together all together on a stage in years. And so Old Dirty Bastard's drunk and he they can't get him up and they can't and then he when he wakes up he won't show up so the guy's bribing him with more money if he shows up uh one of them missed their flight so he's booking an emergency flight to get him out there and in the meanwhile all the other artists are stalling and uh, you know they got comedians coming out to talk and other rappers coming out and freestyling to try to stall until they can get the wu-tang and there's damn near a riot people are like breaking down doors Dude, it's fascinating. And that's real life. That shit happened. Right. And I can't find that movie anywhere. I've wanted, I you can get it on DVD, but there's no high def, high definition for it. But yeah, man, I, I love a good, if a documentary is well done, incredible, man. It's very good. Very interesting. Um, it's, um, you know, the fact that I'm talking about it tells you that it's it's worthy of checking out if you're interested. In, yes. Yes. So, uh, it tells you all you need to know. And, and like, it's like well done like they trapped his ass like the fbi and yeah 
got them on tape, like just yeah. mind blowing stuff. To so. catch a predator style, right? Yeah, yeah, they got him. He's getting footlongs right now, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, forget about it. All right. Hey, how you doing, Javin? I you want you want this one? I huh? you want the Italian footlong, you motherfucker? You? I got a footlong for you. You fucking guy, you. Yeah, that's right. Sick bastard. Anyway, yeah. 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 Okay, so I'll, I'll have to keep that in mind because I do like a good documentary, and it's been a while since I've watched one that blew my mind. Um, I started watching but haven't finished it. There's one called Junior. I think, it, no, or Senior. It's called Senior. And it's a documentary about uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s father, who was a, a independent filmmaker in Los Angeles. But he made really weird, really out there, strange, like some of the craziest shit you've ever seen in movies. But those they've got this like really hardcore cult following and people love them but they're weird strange crazy neurotic films like nothing famous that you and i would have ever heard of but he's a fascinating man and it's giving you his story and then kind of paralleling his relationship with robert downey jr their relationship as father and son and what it was like being his son during this crazy time when he's making these movies it's called senior it's it's really good i i, I just it's been so busy but i'm about halfway through it and i, I really liked it uh I, I i thought tony stark's dad was an inventor yeah that's right yes it tony stark's father is an inventor robert downey jr's father is a uh, a filmmaker an independent filmmaker man yeah robert downey senior i mean I, I thought he was a brilliant inventor yeah Worked on various projects, started, founded Stark Industries, uh-huh. worked on the Manhattan Project, Arsenal Robots, and his sub-basement in the mansion. Yeah, he did all those things. Helped, yeah. helped uh, U.S. was overrun during the Cold War conflict, and he's helped them out with the Avenger. Oh my gosh, what a guy. Yeah, it's a real stud. Yeah, powerful businessman. Tony Stark, absolutely. Um, Hey, uh, on the day as it were that uh jared from subway how to catch a predator yeah (laughs) the footlong phony yes i like it i just made that all great titles pretty good that should be the legit title the footlong phony yeah the footlong fucking phony you got to throw that in i'm pretty sure uh Guess Sorry if there's guess, any kids that still listen to this show. I don't know if we got kids listening anymore. We did I thought we could have, by the fifth season, I thought we'd run them all off. Yeah, I think so. It's a chance. Between, after COVID, like when people started working from home all the time and yeah. they like stopped listening in the car with their kids on the way to school. Then, yeah, we pretty much, it, all, all bets were off. Yeah, all point. bets were off. Uh, on the 6th uh-huh. of March, the day the uh, Jared thing previewed, or uh, debuted, as yeah. you will, on the ID channel, uh, do you know where I was? No. Where were you? I don't. Well, sir, I was in Sacramento, California. Okay. What was going on in I was helped Sacramento, lighting the California. beam. Ah, you went to a Kings game. Nice. Damn straight. Yeah. You, you know, you're a season ticket holder, right? I am. I am. And uh, we uh, we went to the game, watched them uh, basically barbecue some pelicans. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. And uh, that was... Uh, it was an amazing, amazing thing. Uh, your or my or our Sacramento Kings, if you're aware, are 39 and 26. Nice. They are the current number two seed in the Western Conference. Nice. The Kings. Yes. Sacramento. It's been a hot minute. I'm a pizza guy. Yes. Sacramento. <laughs> Sacramento. Sacramento King. And uh, it has been an amazing ride this year. Yeah, and it is really so exciting. fun and exciting. And uh, I had been to three games before this year, and they had lost all of them. Uh huh. And if I went on Monday and they lost again, yeah. I wasn't going again. Yeah. And they tore it up. And they won. So. Whew. Yeah, I got a great record, man. I've been pretty much. Uh, so I went with my son for Christmas, and they won. And it was a nail biter right at the end, shot at the last minute. I go with you. Great game, you. Great, were. oh, insane! It's so. Was exciting. it against the Jazz? Yes. Uh, and then the the game that I went to before that was with you, where they broke the franchise record for threes and one. 
So I, I, uh, I feel like uh, I'm doing very well and I may be a good luck charm. So anyone out there that has an extra ticket to a Kings game and wants a guaranteed win, give me a call because I'm feeling real good about myself right now. I'm kind of feeling a little hyped on the whole situation. I think I could do you a favor and get you the W. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, clearly you're, you're doing big things. Yeah. Now, that being said, I've been to two games in the last 20 years. So, I mean, it's like... <laughs> Bill, why should we? Why should you come to the game? Yes, sir. Doing big things. But no, you know, this young Kings team is just so exciting. And, and we talked about it on previous episodes, man. I haven't felt that energy uh, surrounding them and in that arena or in Sacramento in a long time. It feels like the early 2000s and it's fucking phenomenal, dude. I am, I am so happy for them. I'm so happy to be back in this space where this team can do this and excite the city. You know, just when that beam lights and you're outside and everyone's turning around, looking at it and snapping photos with their phone and posing it, everyone is so happy. And there's just such a crazy energy in the city. Uh, it's amazing what a sports team can do for a city. And it, that's all Sacks got other than the River Cats. So it's a big deal, man. It's a very big We almost lost this team. So Your boy Savvy's out there. There he is. I love that picture, man. I love it. That's a good one. As Max and I tried to get a good picture in front of the beam, and we couldn't. It wasn't showing up that well. So that's, Probably because you have iPhones. That's a testament to your camera. Absolutely. Yeah. you got a great camera. I like yeah, yeah. I cheaped out and I didn't get the three lenses and all that, and my phone's taking some heat. So. I got five piece right there. I don't yeah, even, see, I, I don't even know what I, one. Yeah. yeah, I could, I could see your heart beating right. Yes, now. it's the multiple lenses that make the picture so much better, man. And I could have paid for the iPhone XL seventy two with more of those more lenses. Oh, the XL seventy two classic. Yeah, you gotta love the old XL seventy two. But yeah, I just did. I couldn't afford it, man. So I didn't do it, man. I'm, what can I say? I'm, hey, man, I'm a broke I, I can just tell you this. Last year, I remember, you know, the the Kings traded Halliburton uh-huh. for Demontis Sabonis. Yes. And you know, people laughed at the Kings. They said, "Oh my God, how could you trade him? Yeah, Halliburton's gonna be great. Like, why wouldn't you trade Fox? You know, and and and." They were getting Sabonis back, who was an all-star. Right. And he was 25. Right. He's not, you know, 90. Right. And it has been such a good fit. And very rarely in this day and age do you get a trade that works out for both teams. Right. And this has been gangbusters for both. Yeah. The Kings are 39-26, and 26, number two in the West, best team in the Pacific. And the West is loaded. Yeah, absolutely. Talent. Yeah. Like when you think of all the best teams outside of the Bucks and the Celtics, everyone Mm -hmm. else is in the West. Mm -hmm. And you got De'Aaron Fox, who has blossomed into one of the best guards in the league. 25.5 points, 6.3 assists, uh, 4.2 rebounds a game. DeMontis Sabonis is averaging, this this statistic line is unreal. Mm -hmm. 19 points a game, Mm. which is good. Yeah. You know, not you know, you know, blowing the roof yeah, off, yeah, but yeah. 19 points a game average is good. Solid, absolutely. 12.3 rebounds a game, Jeez. which is a massive number. Yeah, that's huge. And seven assists. Nice. He's averaging 19, 12, and seven. They come on. They said I saw something the other day. The only two other people to average that in a season in the history of the NBA. Yeah. Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain. Oh shit! Okay, that's rare. Legends, rarefied air. Goats. That is rarefied air, my friend. Absolutely, you're talking about two of the greatest of all time, innovators, icons, legends of the game of basketball. I mean, Bill Russell. Yeah, it's insane. That's incredible, man. Like, that's an insane stat. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Now, the Indiana Pacers. Uh huh. If you will. Yeah. They are my son Max's team. I oh, don't, I I don't s- know why, but it's yeah. a great question. Yeah, although he was hyped when the Kings were winning, so yeah. The Indiana Pacers, Tyrese Halliburton, averaging twenty point eight points a game, ten point four assists, and three point seven rebounds. Those yeah. are fantastic numbers. That's excellent. Yeah, absolutely great. Currently thirty and thirty seven. 12th in the East. Mm. He's playing well. Pacers aren't really there yet. Kings rolling. But the trade has worked for both. Yeah. Both guys have worked out and it's got gotten really 
uh, good reviews as far as like both teams are happy with what has happened. Sure, absolutely. Right? And, and you look at the Kings, insane. You know what they're doing. Yeah, I, 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 I the Kings have. We've got. I tried to reopen something and I opened dice with buddies. <laughs> um, the the schedule wise, it is March eleventh when we're recording. Right. We've got the rest of March until April 9th. So we've got less than one month of games left. Mm -hmm. And then at somewhere, the Kings will be in the playoffs. Yeah. And Sacramento will be going crazy. Oh, insane, dude. The town lives for this shit. I can remember when we had... What was the football league, the Sacramento Surge? Oh, do you remember that? Absolutely. I don't remember what the name of that league. What was that league? Flag football? What was it? I don't know. I don't the know. USFL? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't flag football. It was touch football, right? You know, two right. hand touch. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely flag football. A hard L. Yeah. Let's get that out there. Flag with a hard L. Yes. No, but I remember when they won. And the city went insane. There was parades. People were freaking out. And then, you know, they don't even exist anymore. Same thing when the Monarchs, Sacramento Monarchs, the WNBA team, first basketball team to bring a championship to Sacramento, the city was on fire and they no longer exist. They're no longer a team. But man, we we, we live and die for it, man. We, the the uh, Sacramento Surge were in the World League. World League football. Of American football, the WLAF. The World 90, Flag Football 90, Association of America. 91 to 92. Sack Surge. Then they returned at one point, and they yeah. were the Sacramento Gold Miners. Oh. But they had the same lo Surge logo, uh -huh. and they were in the CFL for, I think, a season or two. Okay, and yeah. then that was it, no more. Yeah. I don't even know where they, where did they play? Sac State? And then or? there was the Sac, yes. Okay. No, no. I don't remember. I'm I don't not, either. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, that's a great question. Hey, out there, 209 to Infinity Pod Squad, where did the Sacramento Surge play? Where were their games held? I uh, There's been so many failed. You remember the XFL? Mm -hmm. When McMahon, the WWF, was going to start their own football league and they were going to have it be entertaining and quick and it was going to be like wrestling but football. Oh, yeah. Don't think that lasted more than a couple seasons. San Francisco Demons. Was that what the team yeah. was? Okay. Yeah. The Sacramento Mountain Lions. Okay. You remember them? No. No, they I They were do in not. 2009. Okay. Um, and they... Um, that football as well? Yeah. Okay. They, they were in the UFL, the United Football League. Yeah. The uh, the claim to fame for the, the, uh, the Mountain Lions was, and I think you'll remember this when I say it, because there was a lot of news reports because he was here. Denzel Washington's kid was on the team. I do vaguely remember that now. That's right. And Denzel Washington's son ended up playing for like the Rams or? Well, he was on uh, the Rock uh, show on. Oh, was he? Yeah. With, uh, okay. remember when he's a sports agent? Ah, okay. So he's not playing football anymore then. I think he did make it to the NFL though for a short stint. And that's a tough gig, man. You, you take a beating in that. But they yeah. Played it, they played at Rayleigh Field. The surge, yeah. Or no, no, the mountain lions. The mountain lions did. Okay. Yeah, coached by Dennis Green. Yeah. Former uh, NFL coach. I'm telling you, Sack is so hungry for entertainment and things like that. That like we'll we'll go nuts and go crazy and support stuff like that. Like I know that the city's been pushing real hard for uh, uh, MLS soccer because the uh, the Sac Republic mm -hmm. they play over there at Heart, Heart Health Park at Cal Expo do really well. There's a very strong uh, Latino community in Sacramento, and they support soccer very well. So the city has been pushing and fighting really hard to get a MLS team for Sacramento to bring like uh, professional soccer to to the city. But they haven't been able to get it done yet. But that's been something they've been fighting for for a long time. And how many how how many years had there been rumors circling that we were going to get a Major League Baseball team that? I don't think it's ever going to happen, but boy, every time they talk about the A's moving, Sacramento is somebody that they mention, especially once we got the River Cats and they were A's affiliated at one time. People thought, well, if the River Cats do well, we may have a chance to get the A's. I would 
love to be able to drive to Sacramento and catch a major league baseball game. That would be so fucking amazing. We <clears> talked <throat> about on the previous episode how and, much it's so much better live. And I think that's part of the, the issue with baseball is they still want to create this. There's certain places where you can pull off 50,000 people or 40, like the, yeah, the yeah. AT&T Park. Yeah. Only holds 41,000, which okay. is a ton of people. Right. But 41,000 compared to like old school stadiums like Dodger Stadium and Candlestick Park right. that held 60 to 65, that's a third less. Right. You know what I mean? So like, don't tell me that you can create a stadium. Like there's 20,000 people that pack freaking Golden One Center. Right. 41 times a, a year. Absolutely. Yeah, more than forty-one. If you're going to the playoffs, hello. Yes, hello. I like the motherfucking broom. Yes. Um, you could build a, a fancy stadium in Sacramento. Mm -hmm. Just you could redo Rayleigh Field. Yeah, it's right there on the water. Right. Make it look. You know, build it up. Put some seats in the stands. Make that be a freaking thirty-two thousand stadium. Right. Yeah. Right, because there's yeah. there's there's stadiums right now that hold forty to fifty thousand people, and only eighteen thousand people show up. Absolutely, there you sure don't tell is. me there's yeah. you don't you're trying to tell me Sacramento couldn't get twenty thousand people to the game. Oh yeah, in the surrounding communities, a thousand percent. Yeah, and they'd and if they were good, they'd get more. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, Sacramento, like we're diehard man. Like I wouldn't be a fan because I'm a Giants fan. Like I wouldn't hate them, but like. Think about how bad the Kings have been for so long. Yeah. And people would still be like, man, Sacramento is a rough place to play. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Packed. Oh, and how we led the league for consecutive sellouts for how long? How many years was it? Right. And uh, and most of those years, we sucked. Let's mm -hmm. just be be honest. The Kings, through the early 80s and, and a lot of the, you know, into the early 90s, we weren't good. So, and we sold out because Sacramento is just so damn hungry for it. They want it. We're looking to be entertained, man. And when I say we, because, you know, that's our closest big city, really. So, I mean, yeah. And, and just think how huge it would be depending if they were American League or Major League. So, if the Giants come to town, right, what's that game like? Insane, dude. Because right. you're going to get people from the Bay and all over. Tracy, the fans are going to come from everywhere for that. Or vice versa. If it's A's. That game's going to be nuts, dude, if they're in the American League. So right. I I definitely think, I know it's a numbers game, and I know that they look at, right, how the population, and they got to look at what kind of profit there will be, and it's got to, you know, they've got to build the stadium and hire all the people, and they've got to look at how long it's going to take for them to turn a profit. And I get that it's a numbers game, and they look at it like that. They're looking at the numbers. They're not looking at how bad the city wants it. They're looking at, will the city support it, and will there be dollar signs involved and i really think there would be i'd be shocked if it wasn't i'd be shocked if it wasn't people show up for the river cats they show up for the sac republic we they clearly turned out to watch the mountain lions and the surge mm -hmm. so i i mean i think if we got a major league baseball team it it, it, it would happen man people would go because it isn't just sacramento that you're relying on you got to think Series, Modesto, Tracy, Turlock, like it, it, people would be coming from all these areas to go to a game. Hey, Woodland, Davis, Marysville, Absolutely. Amador County. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Calaveras County, Tuolumne, like, like, yeah, dude, there's nothing for us. Slough House. Oh, Latrobe. Yeah, yeah. Like, get out of here with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying there's definitely a market for it. There's definitely enough people here, I would think, population-wise. But I know that's what they gauge it on. Like, everybody in Amador County, there's been an outcry for an In-N-Out for years, years and years and years. And In-N-Out says, no, nah, there's not enough money there. We're waiting. You guys grow, you get bigger, where we can guarantee a certain amount of money. Like, in and out, we want to turn and burn. We want people in there all night long, and that's not going to happen in Amador County. Same reason why people been there's been an outcry for a Target, and Target was rumored to come when they uh, shut the Kmart down. That was going to be a Target, and Target was like, nah, you guys are too small, not big enough. And I imagine that's what these major front league soccer teams, baseball teams are looking at. Yeah, SAC. I know what you're doing with the Kings, but my guess would be is they're saying you're just not quite there yet. There's not enough guarantee that we're going to turn a profit to make this happen yet. And that's that's just a guess on my part. But if I had to 
really factor that in, I would think that's the main factor is it's dollar signs, population, and do they think how quickly they would be able to turn a profit? I think they would, but I, I imagine that's what's holding folks back. So anyway, real quick, follow back, John David Washington. Yes. Denzel's son. Who's in, who was in, uh, who's now acting quite a bit. Actually. Yeah. So he went to Morehouse College, signed with the St. Louis Rams as an undrafted free agent. Yeah. Then spent four years as the running back for the UFL Sacramento Mountain Lions. Okay. Uh, then shifted to an acting career like his father, Denzel. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah. Sounds uh, familiar. Yeah. And so his big uh, break, he was in Ballers. Which is right, the, the rock. rock show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't and, seen it, but and, I heard. And good basically, things. he plays a football player, so it's yeah, not, yeah. you know, right. How does he do it? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, and then he was in, and I didn't see this, but I, I remember wanting to see it because it was Christopher Nolan, and then, I, but he was in Tenet. Oh, that's right. Yes, he was. I didn't see that either. I've heard good things, but I heard that it was kind of confusing and you've really got to sit and pay attention. And that's what's kept me from watching it. Because a lot of times when I sit down to watch a movie, it's the end of the day when I'm tired and I just want to unwind and relax. And I don't want to have to focus that hard. And I've heard it's one of those films. And he won a Best Actor Award. For Tenet? The Saturn Award for Best Actor. Not really sure what that is, but... Congratulations. But he won it. Yeah. I know he was in a Spike Lee movie that I didn't I, see. I, I don't know if that's uh oh, is the Saturn Award for Best Actor is an award presented annually by the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films to honor the top works in science fiction, fantasy, and horror. The Saturn Awards were devised by Donald Reed, who felt that films within those genres were never given the appreciation they deserved. And the physical representation of the planet is a the physical award is a representation of the planet Saturn, surrounded by a ring of film. Okay, yeah, I know that he so was. That in, seems like it's a pretty big deal. It was absolutely. He, well, that Spike Lee movie that he was in, where he he played a cop that was trying to infiltrate like the Ku Klux Klan. So he was talking to a Ku Klux Klan guy on the phone, like the head of the Ku Klux Klan, trying to, I think it's called Black Klansman is the name of the movie. That's correct. And That's he's exactly trying what it's to called. infiltrate them. So he's been talking to this guy over the phone and pretending to be white. And finally, the guy wants to meet him. And he's like, well, shit, now I'm screwed. So then they bring in a white guy to go in and pretend to be him and get to know the guy and infiltrate the system and try to bust him. And I forget, I think it's the actor, I forget his name, the guy from Star Wars, uh, the new one. In the Black Klansman? Yeah, the Force, he's in The Force Awakens, and uh, he's Kylo Ren. Adam Driver. Ivan Adam Driver is the white guy, they, the white cop they hired to pretend to be John David Washington's character, because mm -hmm. he's been speaking with the guy over the phone. Uh, I heard that was an excellent, excellent movie. I didn't, after, that's another one that I never got around to watching that I've heard nothing but good things about. I really wanted to watch and just never got around to it. Um, but yeah, man, I- uh, Apparently in 2010, he was a co-producer on The Book of Eli. Ah. Which his dad's in, but. Yeah, yeah, nepotism, that's all right, yeah. man. Whatever it takes to get your foot in the door, get it done, baby. Yeah, Book would... of Eli is a slept on movie. Mm -hmm. Not enough people talk about that movie. That was a really cool movie. Like Black Klansman, Tenet, uh, and then he is in a movie. He was in Ballers. Uh, he uh, was also in a movie coming out called True Love. Okay. It's in post-production right now. All right. So, I mean, he's got some awards. John David Washington. Big things coming out of the Sacramento area. Hey, a lot of people don't know. Sac State alum, Oakland A's fan, Tom Hanks. Mm -hmm. coming, coming, Graduated from Sac State. Uh, one of our greatest actors of all time, in my opinion, like the a goat, goat status. Tom Hanks is, uh, you know, whenever Sac State talks about their famous alum and people that graduated for them and reasons why you should go to Sac State and you can succeed, they love mentioning Tom Hanks because that's a big fucking deal. I mean, he's one of the greatest of all time, man. I have recently watched Forrest Gump, uh, Castaway, The Terminal. I've been really going back and watching like you know since i've been trying to build up my blu-ray collection and pick up all the movies i love that i uh that i didn't ever own on blu-ray that i only owned on dvd now i'm trying to find them on blu-ray i've been watching these films and i'm really realizing to me for me i'm not speaking for everybody i'm speaking for me how much movies suck now 
like how l little originality there is anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. Well-written scripts. Like, dude, Forrest Gump. Oh my God, that movie's so good. Castaway. It's just him and a soccer ball for like 45 minutes. And you're riveted. You're on the edge of your seat. And I've seen it. And I can't stop watching it. And the terminal, the one where he gets stuck uh, in the airport because there's like a, a war that breaks out in his country. He's no longer allowed to go back to his country, but he can't enter the United States. So he basically lives in the airport. That movie is so good, man. Tom Hanks is a, is a legend, dude. He's, he's so good. And I watched uh, That Thing You Do. The one where he plays the music producer that signs that it's actually a movie that he wrote and directed as well. Uh, I, I just, I think he's so good, man. And I've just been watching, like I watched the first matrix 1999. That movie came out, dude. You could change nothing. I told my wife after I watched it, you could do nothing to that movie. Leave it exactly the way it is. Don't touch the effects. Don't change the actors. Don't change anything. You could drop that movie right now and it would still change the game. You know, a lot of times how you watch a movie from 1999 or 2000 and the special effects look outdated, they come off a little cheesy. I don't know when the last time you was, you watched the first Matrix. Uh -huh. I've been, it seems like I've seen two and three more than I've seen the first one, but I bought it on Blu-ray. Cause I, like I said, I'm trying to get all the classics on Blu-ray and I watched it, dude. And that movie is every bit as good as it was in 1999. They were so ahead of the curve. It looks good. The martial arts choreography, the story, the acting, the visual effects, everything is fucking top notch, dude. You could not change a thing on that movie. And if it didn't come out, drop it right now. And it would absolutely change the game. And it's so original, dude. Like I've never seen a movie like that before or after. Like, and, and I can't say that they're rebooting everything. Now everything's going to get a reboot. Like they were talking about some movie that they were talking about rebooting and people were like, is that really necessary? Like, let's stop doing this. Like taking these classics and starting them over. Like somebody mentioned that they're talking about rebooting the Harry Potters already. Like, dude, has it even been 20 years? Like, are we really that out of ideas? Yes. So like, let's just make Harry Potter again. It's like it's cash grab. Dude. Yeah. Like, like, we don't got any other thing. It's insane to me, dude. Like, and especially I really realized, I told my wife every time, like I watched E.T., I watched Indiana Jones. I'm like watching these classics and I'm like, oh my God, Moot. Movies have so fallen off. Like, like they're just horrible. Like even good ones. Movies that we watch that I think are good. Don't compare to Forrest Gump. Don't compare to Back to the Future. Mm -hmm. Don't compare to uh, the first Jurassic Park. Like, dude, I'm watching all these flicks just going like, Man, what happened to movies, dude? Movies were so good for a while. There's always trash. You know, even back then there was trash. Uh -huh. But at least they were trying to be original. The trash would be original. Now, if it ain't a franchise, if it ain't something that's already established, these movie companies don't want to risk the dollars on it. They, they're not willing to roll the dice on a indie film or a drama or something different anymore. And it's kind of sad, man. It's real sad, I think. It's a sad state of the movies like... You know, as much as I, you and I just got done talking about Creed in last week's episode, that, you know, it's a cool idea. They're good movies, but it was it's basically just Rocky all over again, but right. with Creed, right? It's not the most original shit. You said, you said, I saw that shit coming a mile away. I knew exactly. 100%. Was, yeah. I knew everything that was coming. Yeah. The, the second when they were sitting down and they were like, give mama a glass of wine. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's dead. Yeah. She's going to die. That's yeah. going to be the inspirational push for him. Yeah. I, I saw it coming a mile away. Yeah. And that's what happens in every Rocky movie. Either Adrian, the baby, she has a tough pregnancy. His trainer dies. Somebody always, it's it's the Rocky formula, right? Like, but, hey, there was, was there any doubt that this, you know, fight that they were going to, right? That, that. Dame wasn't going to beat the shit out of the world champion. Yeah. Oh, no. Zero doubt. Absolutely not. And you knew he Zero was going to do it dirty. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was going to do it in a dirty way. Yeah. Because I like the fact that they let him know they, they had, did have that one scene where the champ gets a good one in on him and socks him. And when he goes back to his corner, he spits his teeth out. One thing we didn't talk about in that review is why did 
that Hispanic kid, and I can't remember the actor's name now, the Latino kid who was the current champ, did not look like a heavyweight to me. That, that, you know, it's funny. This is the first thing Kim said, too. She's like, he didn't sell me on being a heavyweight champ at not all. Not even light heavyweight. No. I, when he stood next to Jonathan Majors, who is yoked in that flick. Oh, my God. He's giant. He looks like a heavyweight. Even Michael B. Jordan standing next to. I told my wife, Mike B. Jordan, I could pass maybe light heavyweight. But even Michael B. Jordan didn't look like a heavyweight standing next to. Right. Uh, Majors is just jacked, dude. Just jacked. Like his arms are so huge, his chest. I was just like, and he's taller. Like, but when he stood next to the Latino kid to fight for the championship, I'm like, yeah, he's gonna get his ass beat. Look at him. <laughs> like, I think I could beat that kid's ass. Like, I could obviously, but he just looks so small. Right. And it's not something we talked about in the last one. I'm like, nobody looked like a heavyweight, like at let all. Just, let me just drop some names on you real yeah, quick. Yeah, please drop S it. Since we're do uh, some name dropping. You know, because we're out here representing two hundred nine one six. Yes, we are. Tom Hanks, Sac State, right? Lester Holt, Sac State as well. Sac State. Ah. Brian Posehn. Okay, I've heard that one before. Ryan yep. Coogler. Coogler, right? We talked about that. I didn't know that, but we talked about right. it. Right. Got one other one for you. Might not have known. I didn't know this. Edward James Olmos. Oh, I love him. I didn't know that. American Me. Bobby Dude. McFerrin. Okay, well, we could lose that one. But yeah. yeah <laughs> no, I'm he's a pretty no. big guy. You hey, know don't man. worry. Be happy was a smash. Yeah. Dude, that was insane. Right? Uh, Creed Bratton. You know who Creed Bratton is? Uh, I don't know. So he's a former member of the rock band The Grassroots, okay. best known for playing a fictionalized version of himself on The Office. Ah, did so not know that. Eight nominations for uh, Screen Actors Guild Award for outstanding performance in a comedy series. Mm -hmm. That guy's graduated Sac State. Reese Hoskins, he is a player on the Phillies. Okay. Thirty Jacks last year. Nice. Which is you know. Yes. Uh, Caden Cross. You know who that is? I don't. Good answer. Yeah. American pornographic actress and director, <laughs> Sac State grad, member of the AVN Hall of Fame. Woo! Glad I dodged a bullet on that one and didn't say hey, I knew. You know who that oh, is? Yeah, hey, I, yeah, I know who that is. Kate Crush, you know who that is? Nope. Good answer. Yeah, I'm from me. I watch all our stuff. Good thing yeah, I didn't try to fan. play it off and act uh, like I knew what I was talking about. Joseph James D'Angelo. Do you know who that is? No, I do not. Well, this is not a good one. Okay. Uh, the Golden State Killer. Oh, yeah. From the 70s and 80s. Oh, shit. Sac State Grad. Serial killer. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we could live without that guy. Yeah. Uh, here's one. I did not know this. Joan London. Oh, shit. No, I didn't know that either. Former co-host of Good Morning America from yeah. 80 to 97. Right. Sac State Grad. Damn. There you go. That's what's up. Represent. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you know, and there's a long list of people here who are like, apparently are famous but like not just like not famous for being in like celebrities right but right. like famous in their fields sure sure absolutely you know yeah 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 absolutely so i mean don't sleep on the 916 no hell no you know what i mean and now let's look up the Modesto Junior College and see who came out. No, I'm just kidding. You're going to pull it up? Yeah. Hey, we know Jeremy Renner was uh, was from Modesto, and he, you said he's no, he was notoriously known as an uh, asshole in his in his time here in the yeah, 209. Like, hey, I got you right here, dude. Yeah. Famous California State University Stanislaus alumni. Okay, let's go. Gary Condit. Uh, oh, no, right out the gate with a bad one. Yeah, yeah. all right. Uh Famous baseball player, my favorite baseball play, baseball card of my youth, uh -huh. Rusty Cunts. Oh, yeah. You had to, did you have that card? Oh, yeah. Don't eat the gum on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Rusty, is that legit? Yeah. How's that spelled? K-U-N-T-Z. Oh, no. It's actually, I guess, according to him, pronounced Coots. Well, of course he's going to say that. Yeah. After catching hell through elementary and junior high. And Here's high one. Yeah. Scott Bittner. Oh shit! Is it on the? Is it on the list? Legit. Savage O'Malley. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Famous. So, I don't think they had any famous <laughs> porn star Hall of Famers at yeah. Stan State, but. So you got Gary Condit and Rusty Cunt. <laughs> Gary Condit, Rusty Cunts, and Savage. Hey man, I'm only claiming you. Those other two dudes are out, man. We're not. We're not claiming. Hey, them. Gary Condit, 
the <laughs> luckiest guy in the history of the world. Yeah. The world. Okay. Explain. Gary Condit. Yeah. Was so just for people who may not know. So why Gary Condit. That. Yeah, yeah. Is the guy accused right. of killing? Yeah. Um. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking out. Yeah, he was a politician. She worked in his office. She came up missing, and he was suspect number one. And I Chandra can't... Levy. Yes. Who wrapped about by freaking Eminem? Eminem loved to. So Gary Condit, accused of basically was having an affair with Chandra Levy. All yeah. of a sudden she showed up missing, couldn't find her, her body was found. Mm -hmm. There was news cars yeah. everywhere, oh, yeah. all over the place, right? Yeah. And then her disappearance, that the disappearance was in May, 2001. Everything was going crazy, right? Four months later, yeah. 9-11 happened. Oh shit, yeah, that's right. That's right, yeah. I, I mean, this sounds bad. Yeah. Dude could have brought Chandra Levy out and put her on the freeway and nobody would have cared. Right. Oh, after 9-11, the world shut down. Right. Yeah, absolutely. The luckiest dude in the history of the planet. Nobody yeah. talked about it anymore. Yeah. It just went away. That's interesting. You know, I hadn't thought of that angle. I knew that he didn't get indicted or arrested or charged, but have they ever so... They never found... There's no no one been arrested in connections the to The remains were found, but he, nobody ever... Yeah, they never arrested anybody for the murder. Mm -hmm. so there's a good chance he's he's the guy, and they just yeah. He, the fact that he was a politician and having an affair, and he was a high profile politician too, having an affair with this woman, and all of a sudden she turns up missing. Oh, bring Kim in True Crime Podcast. Let's do it. Yeah, let's yeah. get her in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on. We need backup. Yeah, I'm I'm out of my air. I'm out of my. <laughs> I'm out of my. I'm out of my fucking comfort zone. I'm I need... out of my league on this hey, one. I don't know what I'm doing. Hey, it's okay to know when you need assistance. Yeah, absolutely. Asking for help doesn't mean you failed. It just means you're not in it alone. Absolutely, 100%. But yeah, man, I mean, shit, if that hasn't been done, that's a true crime podcast waiting to happen because if he didn't do it, then who did? I'm going to ask her. I'm, hey, I'm going to follow up. And if there is one, I'm going to look into it. I'm going to break this down. Yeah. And you I know? do remember the Eminem line was, how could one Chandra... Be so Levy, which you got to wonder when he's writing that. Is there somebody that goes, M, come on, man. They're grieving. They just lost their daughter. Like, oh, God, how many times did he mention Christopher Reeves? Christopher Reeves skis and runs into trees. Like, yo, man, come on, man. No, he's dead. Let it go. He, what did he do to you, man? Eminem is one of those guys that loves to beat a dead horse. Like, And, and I know he doesn't do it so much anymore mm -hmm. unless you're Ja Rule. But <laughs> who absolutely needs it? Yeah, he deserves it. But God, I can remember listening to the record and when he's like, how could one Chandra be so Levy? And I, even me, a diehard hip hop fan and freedom of speech, you know, advocate was like, oh, dude, is that necessary? Come on, man. Like she didn't do nothing to you, dude. Like I get it. It's shock value. Like I understand, but poor taste in my opinion, poor taste. But uh yeah, man, that's sad that that's, that's uh, Stanislaw State's claim to fame. <laughs> Gary Condit and Rusty Kuntz. I'm putting you at the top of the list. Savage I, O'Malley I now love it. I is love at it. the top of that list now, man. That's what's up. Like, podcaster, child advocate, amazing championship softball player. That's like, true. the accolades just keep coming. Incredible golfer. Mm hmm great taste in music like yeah just put it keep it going man yeah amazing lover yeah well i you're gonna have to bring kim in for that one too i, I, I can't speak two enough. quick questions yeah. two quick questions while you're here yeah one number one chandra levy <laughs> number two oh gosh let's not yeah let's just hey. diverge from that whoa we went down a weird path there anyway hey Thank you for being here, sir. Yes, thank you. Are uh, we out of time? Yeah, we are, dude. Okay. We, 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 we broke down. We got into a little bit of a, you know. Hey, you want to know who this show was? Jared from Subway. That's right. The Kings. That's where we started, Jared from Subway. Jared from Subway. That's right. The Kings to baseball to Sacramento sports. Yeah. To Denzel Washington's son. Yes. To uh, 
Chandra Levy. It's a Sac State alumni. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Stanislaus alumni. It's Chandra Levy. So we started it with Jared and we ended with Gary Condit. That's like a weird bookend, hey, man. You're welcome, <laughs> yeah, 209 to yeah, Infinity yeah. listeners. What a strange bookend. So, yeah, what a, you know what? And you know what's cool about this episode is we really didn't go in with a plan other than let's just talk about whatever. And it, it was fun, man. I had a great time. And so to look out for uh, next week, we didn't get to it, but we'll have a lot more episodes of The Mandalorian to talk about Mandalorian uh, Season 3. Is it 3 we're on now? Mm-hmm. I've lost track because Boba Fett felt like a Mandalorian season. So, right. But we've actually only had two official seasons of The Mandalorian. We're on Season 3. That is back on Disney+. Plus. By the time we record again, we'll be probably be three or four more episodes in. We'll have a lot more to talk about. Hell, by the time we get back to record again, the season will be almost over, probably. Right. I think it's seven or eight episodes only. So, uh, but Let me anyway, just say this, dude, Gary Conant looks like a scumbag. He does. God, yeah. I want to punch him in the face. Even yeah. if he didn't do it, I want to punch him in the face. You know, whenever, uh, whenever there's a, a murder like that, and they 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 got the guy, the guy who's accused of doing it, always looks super guilty, and the girl always looks. The photos of her are always glowing. Do you remember uh, Lacey Peterson? Oh yeah. Scott Peterson's photos. He always looked like the biggest giant douchebag asshole on the face of the earth. Just from his pictures, I was like, that guy did it. He did it. Look at him. He did it. And she, Lacey Peterson's photos, she was always, she was pregnant. She was glowing. She had this beautiful smile. And I just felt my heart broke for her. And I wanted to punch him in the face. Like, it just looked guilty. And it's the same thing. I can remember them showing pictures of Chandra Levy. And she had really curly hair. She looked very happy. And he just always looked like a total prick. Like, just a total prick. So I'm pretty sure when we do the podcast about it, we'll have to make sure we mention that he looks like a prick. I just, yeah, I just want to get it out there in case you guys want to look it up and be like, that guy looks like a cocksucker. He, he's guilty. He yeah, did it. 100%. Him and OJ were somewhere. Mm-hmm. They did it together, probably. <laughs> and they got away with it, man. Absolutely. All right. So you ready for me to get us on up out of here then, my friend? Or you got anything else you want to throw in? I mean, unless you want to talk about Caden Cross's... Uh library of work i don't no okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're done. we already went down the tremendous lover path i think we just what i do want to know is if i said that name and then somebody immediately knew who she was yes if anybody in the 209 knows who caden cross is hit us up and let us know uh anonymously you don't have to give us your we won't mention your name on the air unless there's a joan london sex tape somewhere that oh, we don't know about interesting so. that's a possibility <laughs> yeah <laughs> Get us out of here. In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the 209. It ain't no good till you play with it. That's right. Caden Cross's attitude. Yuck. <laughs>